Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Michael L. Craver Presents. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, a beautiful short lunch break. We got started late, had some interesting issues to resolve this morning. Multitasking, always using the aptitude. You know the three things I look for in a dating partner, aptitude, values, and energy. It is four days removed. Removed? Four days removed means four days after. It's four days prior. I don't know if you can say prior. An event hasn't happened yet. You're describing something in a past tense. Listen to me, breaking myself, my own language down, being my own my own English professor. It is four days until my uh, oldest son turns 14 on Sunday. Wonderful young man, great manners, wanted to have a wonderful home-cooked meal tonight. So we're having a, a, a dinner tonight and then also on Sunday. So... I've still got a, a big stack of cash from where I was working at the restaurant. I didn't even never deposited like the last month worth of tips, so um, I may give him a few dollars as a little. How do you do for your for his birthday? And then I don't know. I don't think he listens to this. Let's Kyle, let's hope not. But we are Facebook friends. Maybe boy, he'll have all the goods on me. But uh, it's going to be a short episode today. Uh, some of you guys are used to that little short things. And I'm thinking to myself that old old Colt, his name, it would cross my mind. <laughs> I used to ship things to him from Amazon, and it would say CWCC. Because his name is Colt William. All right. And so, but my mother would call him William Colt because everybody else in the family has William as the first name. William, uh, and then, you know, the, whatever middle name is usually what they go by. But they're named because of my grandfather, who was William Raymond. But he was always called either Bill or William or you know, Grandpa or whatever. And uh, there's a beautiful piece about him called Willie Ray. I published that on, I think, Christmas Eve last year. And I, I'm told by a little bird that there's a copy of that uh Hanging on a wall in the offices in in a city near me, one of the city inspectors uh, has a copy of it hanging up. That was the greatest compliment I've had in a, in a, in a long time. It meant more to me than, than other compliments in a really long time. But uh, the reason for the confusion at CWCC is that he would then call himself that. And we would say, what's your name? And he'd say, Colt William Colt Graver. <laughs> And say, what? But his name came from a long list. I wish I still had that list. Uh, I'd written on this legal pad these crazy names uh, because I'd listened to George Carlin talking about what a man's name is. Chuck Steak, Biff Webster. You know, and he talked about how you used to have these strong names, you know, and, and, and minimize the syllables and stuff. Tucker and Carl and Parker. And, you know, he was making fun of everybody else. And a guy's named Todd, which was funny because uh, when I was uh, courting the mother of my children, uh, her uh, best friend was dating uh, this wrestler named Todd when that routine came out in 2001 on George Carlin's Complaints and Grievances. And uh, we'd, we'd give him a hard time about it because guy's named Todd, you know. What's your name? Todd. So Colt came from the name Colt Magnum that I had written on this legal pad. Oh, I had written down all this wild stuff. Now, um, Brock was written down because of Brock Lesnar. Um, but Colt Magnum was, I combined like two 
you know, gun names, and she saw the name Colt, and she was like, yeah, Colt, okay, and I was like, okay, cool, and it never was a discussion to call him Colton or anything else, because that's just, it's not his last name, what else was on this list, uh, you know what, there were names in this book at one point, anyway, I know one of the names for, like, when I was doing girls' names, I said Ketchup, I don't know why I said ketchup. Because people name their kids like Heaven and Nevaeh and whatever and whatever. Um, instead of waiting around for my daughter's birthday in a year, maybe I'll bring it back up. But her name comes from her grandmother. All the kids are named after somebody two levels up in the family. And her grandmother was named Shirley. But we didn't think that would go over well in 2008. So we named her Riley. We rearranged and and used some of the letters from Shirley to form something a little modern. uh, And wanted something that was more like our initials uh, and and didn't have a great first name or whatever. So her name is Marissa, which she never gets called. Um, I'm curious if anybody's ever called her. Maybe a teacher or somebody, maybe something. But uh, she has the initials of her mom and dad. It's M. R C. I'm M C. Her mom's R C. So, um, I don't know. It's just you know the kids' names. Uh, people use that, and they they say, "I want a name that nobody else has ever had before." I'm gonna call him Ocean Water. Ocean Water. What the fuck? No, you're not. Call him Billy or whatever. <laughs> like, fucking, you know, pay some homage to the people who came before you. Uh, and I am named after, and I'm, I don't have 100% clarity on this. I believe I'm named after a combination of things that are that, are, that come together. The professor uh, at Pfeiffer University named Michael, who's my godfather. Um, and I also understand it to be the first descendant from Holland who's, who you know settled in the New World, and that was back in 1777 of, of, the, of the Craver family. And he was named Michael Lee Graver as well. And um, he's buried, I don't know, 25-ish miles from here, maybe less. Um, And he lived in what they called the Red House back then. George Washington, after he actually came through, was a guest at his home. Uh, And I have have the lineage back to to before the the ship ride. But before that, uh, I've never quite put the legwork into the other research project because people's last names are the result of a lot of different factors. And in terms of history, they come over and they say, what do you do? And I say, I'm a miner. They say, all right, you're Harold Miner. And that way that wasn't his original last name. It's the way he got documented, you know, in the transition to whatever city, new world, whatever. Now, the Craver name goes back across seas, but if you go over to Europe, there's C-R-A-V-E-R, there's K-R-A-V-E-R, there's Graves, there's Graber. Um, and I, my understanding is one of the original people is Andreas Graber, but I've never been able to, to you know. So that's one of the things I wanted to do for my, my uh, sons, because I am huge on the lineage, at least knowing it or being able to look it up. Uh, I have some some great tools that have been given to me, uh, but I don't know that much about my my maternal side of the family. So I hope Colt doesn't for his birthday he doesn't want to know the uh, ancestry dot com of his uh, my mother's side of the family or anything. I'm I just I'm somewhat 
The pe- I've met a lot of people in my lifetime. We got some famous folks. The king in NASCAR, Richard Petty, used to come to their family reunions. I think he's a fourth cousin of mine, fifth cousin of mine, something like that. He's his grandmother, uh, his sister's my great grandmother. So you do the math, whatever that means on the going up the stairs on one side and down the stairs on the other side. He's he uh, he's blood relative, but uh, blood ain't that thick. <laughs> that way. His STP oil is probably thicker than our blood. Uh, but no, it's it's been a beautiful Wednesday. It's just it's groggy outside. A lot of traffic, a lot of cars, a lot of people walking. Hope you guys are out walking. Maybe you followed my seven miles or seven days and fifty miles, about seven miles a day. Is why I said that. Because when you average it out, it's like, man, I'm walking. I'm thinking, how long does it take to walk a mile? All right. So I'm working a forty-hour work week, and I'm walking like an extra four or five hours a day. And uh, I have some sort of a splint, shin crack, something going on in my in my right uh, leg, and, and I've had enough stress fractures and broken toes and thumbs and stuff in my life to to know what it is, and, and still was able to pull off the fifty miles despite the injury, uh, which is to me kind of cool. I always love the bragging rights. I mean, you know, I, I made a note here to uh, bring this up on every day, you know, every uh, episode and say um, what the total number of days since I began working was. You know, never, I never missed a day. And I said, you know, let's do that every single episode. We'll just do it and we'll just beat it down people's, you know. Right now it's 8135, 8,135 days. Uh, since I began working, and, and I don't know, at some point I did like an average customer count, and said I wait on this X number of people on, on any given night, okay, and if that's true, and I'm working four days a week, then I've waited on roughly, and don't get me wrong, because some people are repeat customers, but I've waited on roughly, and I, at the time, I think it was like 75,000 customers, and I only worked on in, in serving for four years, five years, something, I don't even. I didn't even take into account some of the other things that you might have. You know, how many people you cross paths with, or whatever. I mean, I get uh, however many tens of thousands, hopefully more uh, this year, of visits to the MLC uh, RAVER dot com, the, the website. The downloads have been way up. Somebody's been listening. Somebody's been laughing. I heard some people give me some feedback. They said, "I'm listening to your wrestling stories." Did you know either? Since this is a quickie. I'm going to tell you about another quickie that wasn't in those stories. A little hidden gem for you. Hidden gem. <laughs> you don't know how funny that is. It's a hidden gem because it was a gold. <laughs> it was a gold trophy. That kid who was in the banana split in the wrestling room, they had held down with his legs spread. He was wearing shorts. He was fully clothed. Somebody grabbed the trophy off the shelf. And proceeded to push the bottom of the trophy downward while the head was in his rectum. Or on, on his rectum. Anyway, it drove his shorts and the head of that trophy into his anus. And uh, embarrassed him. I don't think it was a very small trophy. Uh, hopefully he didn't have any discomfort from it. But it certainly wasn't. It was not the kind of hazing. and if Shit, in today's world, they'd probably take something like that and go, You know what? They raped that boy. And I'm going to be like, I. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I was watching, like, you know, these guys have fun with each other. It's the same way as, like, when you're playing, you know, with your brother, and he's got the upper hand, so you got to kick him in the balls to get away from him, you know. 
and and people do that you know you don't people are having a a struggle they end up hitting each other or striking each other grappling with each other i don't yes there are malicious ways that some of those things happen make no mistake about it some people are doing things that are of a very uh, I don't want to use the word disingenuous, but they're using, they intend harm, okay, and they're doing something that is unwanted. And other the other stuff, it's all in good fun. It's all in fun. Good fun until somebody gets their eye put out. Yeah, but you don't charge, you know, press charges once somebody gets their eye put out either. You you look at it and you go, oh, God, we, we, we shouldn't play so rough next time. You know, fuck, man, I've forgotten that we used to play war ball. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Warball is like dodgeball, but it's it's very loose in terms of the interpretation of the rules. Where there's five balls lined up at half court in the gym, you run, you'll get those, and you can basically go anywhere you want. There's no boundaries. We would, God, we they would chase people into the locker rooms and just fucking slam them with those fucking kick balls, man. And we, you know, and then you would come back and try to do it again, and it was you would come back and get your revenge, is what I mean. I can remember. Um, so my sons are homeschooled. So so here's what you're missing out on, Colt, for your for your birthday, the the growing pains that you're not going to go through at this point in your life. You're going through the virtual academy. I miss her name is Catherine O'Hara. She was the uh, gym coach at the middle school, and I was going to high school, and we were out. Um, can I tell this story where you can actually picture it? It's a track and field. So you go out, and there's the track, and in the middle of the track is like soccer goals and practice football, you know, field goals and stuff, right? And the track and field has the big um, padding for when you do the pole vault and you fall into the pad, okay? And so it's the end of the school year, and what we're doing is we're helping the one of the coaches uh, pull all of that padding into the shed to lock it up in the school year. And uh, we're out there, and he's in the shed directing traffic or whatever he's doing. And it's not that, you know, it's it's not much of a stretch from the practice field goal um, that they, they, you know, the big H that they have for the practice football field. This pad is not, it's not far away. And I said, bring it over here. And we, we slid it over to the football goal. And I climbed up the football goal and I'm standing in the, in this H. I got my hand on one of the sides. I'm not, you know, a balancing expert. I'm gonna jump off this thing. I don't care. Like I'm huge into wrestling at this point. I'm diving off of tree houses and the roof and everything. I don't care. Which is probably why my leg is is <laughs> my knees hurt when I run. So uh the people from the middle school are walking somewhere away from the track and field, but I hear a voice. Michael Kramer! <laughs> like, oh shit, what the fuck? But I'm standing up here in the middle of like the breeze, and like, you can you clearly see me. And I've got long hair at the time and stuff. I'm I'm distinguishable. And I was like, "Uh-oh, time to go." <laughs> I felt like the Joker making his exit or something, you know. And I just flipped off of that, the back flipped or whatever, off of the uh, field goal post down into the padding, and we took it in the building. There was nothing ever said about it. However, that wasn't the end of that particular day. They were walking past the track and field down to some other trail, and and we didn't have any more. Uh, problems from this uh teacher she she wasn't around to see this part there were there's more than one pad 
right? Because there's pole vaulting, and then for some reason there's another pad. Anyway, one of them for the pole vault is near the fence that goes around the track and field. And so they saw me do that, and then they pulled the padding over to the fence, and they started climbing up the fence like we're fucking wrestlers. And this is after the thing where we're throwing each other off the roof. I mean, wrestling is huge at this point. There's cage matches, The Rock, and The Undertaker, and Stone Cold and everything, right? And we're climbing up the fence with each other. We're like fake punching each other and you knock the guy. And he, he's, ah, he falls, you know, 10, 15 feet off the fence onto the padding. This is a liability from hell issue. But anyway, you know, we did that and we were dragging the padding closer. It's getting closer to the shed. We're accomplishing our goal, but we're having a hell of a lot of fun. And fucking, there's a division between the fence and, and the shed where there's a telephone pole that's in between. It's almost like a little alleyway. So the fence ends, and there's like, I don't know, eight feet to the shed. And there's a telephone pole in the middle. Well, you can climb up the fence. If you can get on the telephone pole, you can get on top of the shed. So we got on top of the shed. I did, anyway. And I'm up there, and uh, I go down to the edge of the roof. Because, you know, you want to you jump off the edge. You don't want to hit the roof on the way down. And I backflip off the shed. And I can remember this. Like, on the way down, I'm turning a backflip. So I'm looking away from the shed. Uh, or on the, uh, you know, on the other side, I'm looking at the sky as I'm turning a backflip. And I'm looking up as I'm getting ready to land. And I can see into the shed because I've now descended. And I'm looking eye to eye with Mike Lambert, the fucking gym coach. And I remember he kind of looked at me like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Somebody just fell off the roof. And he looks at me, and he's like, what are you doing? Ray, what are you doing, Race? And they used to call me Race. That was my dad's nickname for me. It was Race. And, and Lambros grew up with me my whole life. So we played church softball, opposing teams, whatever. We knew each other forever. I got pictures of Lambros taking me to the zoo when I'm you know, an infant. And he comes out there, and he looks at the padding. He looks at the roof. And they're like, somebody else has already started climbing up behind me at this point, by the way. So they've instigated you know, the step two and three. And these guys are up on the roof, and he's like, what are y'all doing? And they're, we're going to jump off on the padding. And he's like, uh, y'all can jump off one time. And then we're pulling it in. <laughs> so everybody starts climbing up to jump off the roof and have one last go and uh, and jump off and, and land on the pad. And God bless, you know, nobody broke their leg, neck, missed the pad, nothing, you know. But I remember that uh, one of the guys was up there with me the second time, and I told him, I was like, punch me. And he was like, why? So just, I said, there's people watching, punch me. And he punches me, and I turn and do a front flip like he gave me you know, the ultimate uppercut or something. And we laughed. And you know, I remember I was laying there when he jumped off the roof, and I remember thinking, I'm, holy crap, we're about to have mashed potatoes. And no, I rolled out of the way, and, and he landed, and we put the pad up. But... I love adventurous stuff like that. You know, just spur of the moment. Like, here is this, you know, you got a bunch of boxes in your break room. Run and jump on them. Smash them boxes. I ain't saying jump in the dumpster while there's boxes in there, because that's a little, you know. But we used to do that when I was working in restaurants. People would say, you get done with the boxes, and they get ready to break them down. I said, don't break them down. They'd throw them back there, and all of a sudden, you'd hear it a little bit later. I'd run back there. Crash. All that cardboard crackling. What are you doing? I'm having some fun. You jumping in boxes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ought to do it sometime. No, nah, don't the corners hurt you? That's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. I've broken a lot of toes and, and different things. And 
and uh, had a lot of bruises from from jumping off of things. But I can tell you, like being able to tell this story right now and think about when I was seventeen years old, it's worth it. It's worth every bruise, every every time I walk, every step that my knee hurts, fucking worth it. You should do it. And that's my advice to my young man. Yeah, my young son, when you're 14, one of my gifts to you. Do something. So when you're old and you feel worn out, you know you lived a good life. Red Fox talks about these two guys. They're, they were born together. They, they was babies. They separated the hospital. They go back to the hospital. This guy's laying in the hospital bed next to him. He didn't eat no porn, no, no chitlins, no fried back, you know, fat back. No, you know. He ate all the good stuff, and he lived a good life. And here he is laying at the hospital, dying from nothing. <laughs> He's fucking, you know, here they are laying in the same room again. He lived this full life and did whatever the hell he wanted to do. That guy... He lived this clean life, and he's gonna he's gonna die the same day. He's dying from nothing, <laughs> no. So, push your limits. If you've ever listened to me talk or seen me try to antagonize somebody, you know all about pushing the limits. And that's what I'm doing right now. It's turning one o'clock. I got to get back to work. Hope you guys are having a beautiful Wednesday. Looking forward to seeing my little guys, all six little feet that belong to me. And uh, I hope you guys are listening and you're enjoying yourselves. And keep giving me the feedback. I've gotten a lot of emails, a lot of little direct messages, Facebook Messenger, whatever. Say hello if you're enjoying the show. Leave a rating, 5.0, whatever, if you're on Spotify or iHeart or Stitcher or iTunes. If you have the other ones, you don't listen there, share it. Go over there and leave a rating anyway. Let me keep telling these stories. Maybe somebody will start paying the bills once they notice that everything's uh, on the up and up. I appreciate each and every one of you. Take care. With every trot that plays our clothes